2: All our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert! Spoiler! I'm your host, Johnny the Destructor. With me this week is Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Hello. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. Anything to report?
0: Mm, Not really. I had my first, uh, um, put up my first column on ComicCon.com. That's on right.
2: Friday. Your horror column, yes?
0: Yep. Yep. That went up. And uh, yeah, it was it was shared and
2: Do you want to give us a
0: taste? pushed about the internet for for quite a bit so it was nice i i I want more people to show up and talk horror and interact with me about horror so
2: is on that page is there like a message board or like comment section
0: there is but it's weird i never see uh comments at all on that site so i want to like break new ground and get comments on that site Mm. yeah um, start up a talk back
3: i was not familiar with the site until you brought it to my attention and i i trolled yeah. it well i didn't troll it but i i, I checked it all out and
0: scoured it yeah. I
3: scoured it I, yeah. I read through the tomes of it
0: it's a like solid it. it's a solid site mm-hmm. I, I, I like it um it's run by uh hannah Meen shannon and she's a really good she she's been all over the place she's been a, a comics journalist for huh. quite a, um i think about as long as I have, like as long as all of us have really. So, um, she's, uh, she's definitely a a talented ringleader of the group there. So I'm happy to be working with her.
2: Nice. Very cool. I have to go check it out. I saw that you posted it. I haven't had a chance to go, uh, read it, but I will.
0: Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I rip into bird box. Um, (laughs) I think it's a very flawed and very just mess. Just kind of, Oh, you're correct. Frustrating movie. Um, and then, uh, I, but I do recommend this movie called *The Landing*, which is—it's uh, something I think that most people are going to overlook. But um, I really think you should—people should check it out. It's a—it's a murder mystery in space, but it's—it's it's, uh, filmed like it's a documentary, hmm. as if it um, happened on Apollo 18. There wasn't an Apollo 18 uh, flight, but they—it's in this sort of universe there is, and uh, there was a. A possible well, there was an accident, and you don't know if it's a murder or not. But it's it's investigating it like thirty years later um, to see if it's uh, if it is actually was a uh, crime or just a uh, an accident. So it's kind of oh. cool. It's like astronauts in space. It's nothing like aliens or anything. It's just more like uh, it's like a just a really cool documentary that kind of unfolds and it, it really.
3: Is, uh, the cool, landing. full cool
0: presentation. Yeah, the landing.
3: Uh, is it available in streaming anywhere yet? Uh,
0: yeah, I think you can get it on Amazon. Um, and oh. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Nice. So.
2: All right, so we have a correspondence.
0: Correspondence from the web. Pew, pew,
2: pew, pew. <laughs> from Pink Apocalypse. Cool. Episode 581 response. Hey, guys. So... Hell briefly froze over because Mark and I agreed on something. When I was a kid, I loved Monica Rambeau. Her character was well-developed and likable, and she deserved to lead the Avengers. I loved the annoyed, exasperated older sister-slash-parent role she seemed to take with younger members. Her book in the 80s would sell 400,000 copies a month, and no one seemed to throw a pissy white male rage fit about the title at the time. Superman himself doesn't garner those numbers today, and Monica wasn't even considered for the upcoming movie. When it comes to how differently comics have come as a business, in conjunction with how badly derailed we've become in progressive representation in many ways, it's a bit of a bummer. I like Danvers well enough, and we'll see the movie, but how many more bland white blondes do we need? It feels like we're going backwards in some ways compared to the past. So that's from Pink Apocalypse, who we haven't heard from in quite a while. So welcome back, Pink. We missed you. Uh, so, yeah, you're a big uh, Monica Rambeau fan. Yeah, right, Mark?
0: I am. But uh, pointing out physical attributes and saying, like, we're sick of seeing this type of person is disgusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but other than that, I agree. I think that – but um, let's just judge people on an individual basis. Let's not generalize, Pink. Okay. <laughs> oh what! <laughs> I mean, saying, I mean, I, I don't care. Oh, I care. thought you were saying
2: not to generalize pink. You are saying no. don't generalize
0: pink. Come up, pink. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if, if the character is good, I don't care what they look like. I don't care what they are. I don't care what their race, nationality, ability, or disability is. I think that the fact that Carol Danvers is a bland character isn't because she's just a white blonde white girl. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, she's bland. Yeah. It's yeah. no, no, it's yeah. She's just bland. I mean, she's never been written very interestingly. Um, and the only time that it, they ever really wrote her interestingly is, was, to, I mean, and we talked about this last week, so yeah. I don't to But, um, but anyway, which, we, I, which was yeah. touched
2: upon in one of the issues this week we're going to discuss. Yeah. Which is kind of neat. They didn't overlook that in, um, yeah. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to find some good, Monica Rambeau issues. So, Pink, email me back and let me know about some Monica Rambeau issues that your favorites are.
0: I would say about the 200, maybe 200 mark of Avengers, the original Mighty Avengers. That's when uh, Steve Eptig was drawing it. Um, I believe it was Tom DeValco was writing it. And I think Al Milgram was in there, too. And uh, it was it was Captain Marvel from Monica Rambeau namor hercules crystal and black knight that was the avengers and that was an amazing run oh marina
2: terrible
0: marina was in there too um as namor's wife marina from the from alpha flight you think it would be a, a bad group but the stories were amazing you had black knight black knight with the curse of the um ebony blade and he was succumbing to that you had Um, you had, uh, Namor going nuts or Hmm. Marina going nuts and having to kill, uh, his wife. Um, Hercules was in there and he was good. Um, it was a great, great run. Hmm. Do you
3: remember, do you remember pre 52, uh, when they gave James Robinson the justice league, but he couldn't have any of the main Mm -hmm. like heroes of DC. So it was like Kong gorilla and (laughs) arsenal and Troy. Yeah.
0: That's what that sounds That's, like. <laughs> no, no, this was really the roster. Good. It, I mean they, the
3: roster. Like it sounds like, "Hey, it, here's it the B proved, team. Have fun."
0: Well, I mean it was sort of the B team. This was a time when uh Cap was uh Cap was the captain. Iron Man was Tony St- was James Rhodes and uh Thor was Thunderstrike. So they were all kind of either dead or
3: if the internet dead, existed then do you think everyone would freak out oh, yeah. that their classic characters are no longer? I'm Because sure. if you think about, like, <laughs> Thunderstrike was not Thor. Uh, they replaced Iron Man with Rhodes and Captain America was not was the Captain Nomad, and, which
2: sounds a lot like last year's. It sounds like it everyone sounds like was he, so upset about to Jane Foster being Thor. Yeah. Uh, Cap, the Captain was evil, and uh, Iron Man was Riri Williams. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I mean. I get like, it.
0: If, if, I get it. If but yeah, existed. it's been done before. That yeah. was one of the things that I think a lot of people were upset about. Also, you didn't have like a brand new series every, every month. Well, that's this was true. like that's during – this was during like a normal long, long run mm-hmm. and it felt like – I think we were talking about this about um, Batman, about how – It felt like when Batman was an asshole in the 80s and 90s, it was because of a culmination of things that were happening with the same writer over and over again. And and that happened with Thor. And, you know, that was a whole arc with that. And same thing with Batman or same thing with Captain America. That was probably one of the the biggest um, stories of that era, the replacement cap era with Mm
1: -hmm.
2: John
0: Walker and and, uh, the U.S. agent and all that stuff. Um, and that I think was that my that first
2: was, cap, actually.
0: Yeah. And, and that was really I mean, that was I, I'm surprised they don't adapt that into a sort of cap like movie, mm-hmm. because that's a that to me, that's one of my favorite cap runs. Um, yeah. I remember but, really liking it as well. Yeah, I don't know. What I, mean, I, what
2: I like what I like about the team that you're describing to me is that it sounds like it could be like a pretty bonkers good time.
0: Yeah. They were underdogs. They were yeah. underdogs. Um, they were very powerful. I mean, Namor and Hercules and uh, Captain Marvel are nothing to sneeze at. Plus, you got Crystal. She's an in... She's a, you know... Uh,
2: inhuman. An
0: inhuman. And Black Knight was cool. He had the Ebony Blade. So, it was It was interesting. Cool. Yeah, I always liked that character. Black Knight's no, the, always been cool.
3: And my 13 was so good. Oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I never liked Black Knight. Paul he's, Cornell and yeah. um, Leonard Kirk a couple uh, years ago. I don't like Leonard Kirk. But yeah. It was so good, though.
2: We have one more. We have a follow-up email, a PS from Pink Apocalypse. Uh, okay. A comic series proclaiming to be Season 5 of Star Trek, the original series, is coming out in April. No yeah. single nerd property is held closer to my heart than Star Trek. R.I.P. September 8, 1966 to May thirteenth, two 2005. Please consider reviewing it. So we have a, a specific request uh to read uh the new star trek series when that starts i will have almost nothing to contribute because i don't think i've watched a single episode of any of those series i've seen all the movies oh i've seen those, I've, do those count i think i've watched
0: know the quite a bit of star trek but i've never been a uh, trekkie i don't believe oh i mean <laughs> i'd be i'd be interested in checking that out though
2: yeah yeah we'll do it I would well, we have you. to because she she requested it
0: <laughs> yeah I mean, I'd be interested. I mean, I I like the original cast. I didn't like it. I didn't like watching them in the movies because they got so old. Yeah, it's just sad. Um.
2: So we do have more emails. We have an email from the home dad abroad, <laughs> and we have an email from Christopher Goodnight. But we're gonna wait till next week, just because our beloved Mark underscore L underscore Miller is on a time budget, and we gotta blow I'm s- through these I'm books.
0: Sorry, No, nah, well, dog. Well, We'll get get through them all. Yeah, do them
2: all. All right. So we're going to start off with The Batman Who Laughs number 2 by um, Scott Snyder. I almost say Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. The Good Snyder, Scott (laughs) Snyder, and Jock. And so uh, this is a six-issue miniseries coming out of Dark Knight. uh, The Dark.
3: Dark Knight's Metal. Metal. Thank you.
2: Uh, And this is Behold the Grim Knight's.
3: Who is not in this issue at all. He
2: totally is in this issue. He's in this issue. He's in this issue.
0: He shoots him.
2: Yeah, he shoots bullets that shoot bullets, dog.
3: Wait, what? What? Yeah. Um, He shoots Batman. Yeah. (gasps) I didn't finish this.
2: Did you just stop halfway through?
3: I might have been in the (laughs) restroom. Blam. And then he gets shot. (laughs) All right, you guys start the conversation. I'll be right back. All right, he's
2: going to go read this book. So um, I don't know if I cared about the first issue of this, Mark. Um, I thought it was fine. It was whatever. But uh, I'm starting to get a little bit more invested in this second issue. I think this is much stronger than the last issue. I like the end of this issue with the reveal of uh, who Commissioner Gordon goes to for help. And uh, I think this was a bucket of fun. What did you think?
0: I, I, I They actually won me over with this issue yeah. because I agree. I wasn't a huge fan of the last issue. I like it that um, Batman is a little... Um, out of sorts right mm-hmm. now because he's fighting basically himself. Well, I also, usually do believe he's I,
2: fighting off a bunch of, to- um, uh, uh, Joker venom.
0: Yeah. There's well. Joker venom in him. I thought that was, um, Bane venom in him, but no, I think at
2: the end, well, that's uh, the yeah. whole thing is like it's the Joker's, anecdote, right? the Joker's heart stopped. Yeah. So yeah. then that whole Joker thing that created the Batman who laughs in the other dimension. It releases the virus. Is, it yeah. releases the virus. And now Batman is fighting that off. So uh, the splash page at the beginning of this issue is him with like nine vials of Joker anti-venom uh, that he pumps into himself every day just to keep the virus at bay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, it, it, that just image. It just reminded me of the Venom. stuff. Yeah, for
2: sure. Which was a great um, that original Venom storyline yeah the kid drowns brutal Mm -hmm. loved it
0: um but uh yeah i I like the inclusion of the grim knight who's yet another alternative version what i like about this is that like it feels like this is cleaning up a lot of this stuff and that we aren't going to have all these different versions around for very long yeah Yeah. i think the grim knight's gonna bite it i mean he doesn't have a character really he's just batman with a gun and and he's just a lackey of the joker who or the batman who laughs um which I mean, it's it, I I I just find the whole thing that to be, even though I don't like alternative versions of people, I think um, Snyder is keeping it as tight as it possibly can, mm-hmm. so it doesn't feel like, you know, there's a million Batmans and there's a million Jokers mm-hmm. and all this yeah. stuff. So, uh, and he's he has a, a good handling of I think this Joker Batman relationship. It's pretty. Um, Snyder was one of the few over the last, I would say, decade or so to really handle that in a really great way.
2: Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, And I didn't really consider that, but you're absolutely right. You know, the giant, bombastic metalness of uh, uh, Dark Knight's metal was a bit too much for me. And this is really Mm -hmm. um, funneling it down uh, into like a nice small story. So I'm really enjoying that.
0: Yeah, it's tight. It's tight! Like
2: and then we're going to spoil that at the end. James Gordon uh, goes to um, a guy who is just uh, pricing things at a supermarket. He's just a, a worker there, and it's mm-hmm. his son James who was, uh, I believe, he was a serial
3: killer. Yes.
0: Yes, and it's funny because um, it says back in, into the Black Mirror, whatever it's called. Yeah, um, and that's what the original tie- – that was the original arc that Snyder started on on Batman. With so Jock, it's,
3: uh, Detective come, Comics right before. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, it's come full circle. Oh, that's right. It was not Detective. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's come full circle. So now it's uh, – yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, it's a little uh, – it was a little bit on the nose with like a Han- Hannibal Lecter sort of thing with uh, – it reminded me a lot of, maybe it was just because I was watching Hannibal at the time when that was coming out. But for some reason it, there's a very Hannibal esque way about, um, Jim Gordon. So, Um, or James Gordon Jr. Or whatever. Bruce
3: takes his mask off in front of the Joker.
0: Yeah. I think he already knows who he is. Doesn't he?
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean implied, but, I don't know, it just seems pretty blatant. Takes off his mask, just yell at the him, Joker, and then he gets up. The and...
2: Joker literally broke into the Batcave during the, hey,
3: man. There's, the family. There's such thing called? as artifice. I, I don't know if it was explicit. It just felt a little weird. Either way. Yeah. yeah, no, Um, I like this. The first issue, I really didn't like at all.
2: Yeah, I don't think any of us were super impressed with the first issue. No. But do you, you like this better.
3: Yeah, because it actually, it it's um a plot starting to unfold as opposed to a bunch of vignettes that had like Look, wasn't was it even crazy. All. Yeah, it was all quippy and silly and I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's fine. I like um and I wasn't sure what the hell was going on. Like they um in the first issue it didn't happen in this one, but every time they would announce a new they tried to confuse you in like a fun story way of like you're looking at this Bruce Wayne, you're looking at this Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. But they didn't explicitly say it. They just did it in like the um location text. Yeah. yeah. Uh with like a different font. So it, it made me overthink the issue. And I was like, "This, I don't know what's happening. I remember being a little fun. confused. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Uh,
2: now, I think we were even postulating last time that maybe this isn't like, even taking place in our DC universe. This is another dimension. But after this one, I'm feeling more comfortable and feeling like it's actually in continuity.
3: It still might be everything is a fake. And this was like at the end of this, we'll see that it was just him destroying uh-huh. another Bruce Wayne. And then yeah. we'll get on to the next one. I don't know.
2: I, even either way like even if it is him destroying another Bruce Wayne I cool. won't be mad it's, no. it's it's enjoyable
0: It's it's enjoyable uh it, it makes me wish that this could just be uh in the regular Batman uh story Broke. because again it doesn't fit in anywhere in uh in any of the stories that are going on right now with Batman crying over his broken heart
2: and um, <laughs> punching um,
0: and near death, literally killing punching all
2: of
3: everyone his... yeah. in yeah. Arkham Asylum while well, and they're dancing. And in. also, and just, and and Jim, also Gordon. Jim Gordon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's Batman's all over the place. We had a separate conversation online about this between the three of us. That Batman yeah. just seems to be all over the place lately. Not there's no cohesion. It's just all separate stories, which is totally mm. fine. It's just when they're coming out concurrently, it, it turns into like a muddy. Landscape. if you're reading all of them.
0: Yeah. It just feels like there needs to be a, a conference, like saying, okay, this is how Batman is this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's, he's moody this year. Okay. Next year he can be a, a, like a, in a sort of better mood. And so he can maybe crack a couple jokes, be a little lighthearted, have some tender moments. But, but like, you know, it's one of those things where it, all you had to do is just have all your books sort of, on the same theme like this is where batman's going down but you were saying how batman has a little pet staro in Jaro, one Jaro, <laughs> and and then like and he's joking around with that or he's in a freaking chair with a body cast in one issue of somewhere and then he's you know crying about his broken heart or whatever it, in the other by
2: one. the same writer Aren't these both Uh, Scott Snyder? So this
3: one and um, Justice Justice League with with Jaro. Yeah. Yeah, so Jaro. And also, too, even before Jaro, that first arc with Totality, he was a really quippy, punny Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he made a lot of jokes, which was fine, but it just felt weird. Yeah. And then juxtaposed with Tom King's Batman, who is going through some sort of fever dream right now. I don't know what the fuck's happening. (laughs) Yeah. And then this one who is, you know, slowly t- uh, toxifying with whatever and then fighting off the Batman who laughs. It's yeah. just it it all feels very um disjointed. yeah, disjointed. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and and this is big enough to be an, a kind of a crossover like a you know, this happens in Detective Batman and maybe even Nightwing or something, you know, mm-hmm. like let it be as big as, you, as you're as you making it. This feels like an epic miniseries, and it's um, you don't know where it fits, so yeah. it's hard.
2: Well, maybe they're just doing a thing with, like, if you like your Batman a certain way, you can read this book over here. If you like your Batman this other way, you can read this book.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. Also, I want to go back. I don't mean to um, rip on Pink Apocalypse too much. I do agree with her about Monica Rambeau. But yes. I just it just bothered me on that whole thing. Like saying like just another blonde white girl that just doesn't I don't know that we that line that, kind though. of bothered me. OK, I know. But it just I, I just wanted to clarify that I do agree with Pink and that I think that she had a great point. OK, gotcha. <sighs> you and Pink. it was on my it was on my conscious conscience.
2: Oh, you thought you thought you may, may have come across as like you didn't agree with her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, or I, I didn't. Like I didn't respect her opinion or whatever.
2: Oh, okay, but. cool, cool. Um, all right, Black Widow by Jen and Sylvia Soska with artist Flaviano. Um, did you guys read the last Black Widow?
3: Uh, the Mark Wade. It was Mark Wade, Wade right? The one. Yeah. No.
2: I remember really liking the first issue of that because it felt like a pre, like a like a pre-credit sequence. Yeah, I'm not sure I ever finished it. James Bond, I read a couple,
3: open. Right.
0: I read a couple of the first issues, like mm. maybe the first. Arc, I think, and it oh, okay. was solid. Yeah. It was really solidly done and beautiful to look at. Um, I think this issue, I I think it's it it's done with some some capability, um, but I think I the art isn't helping a lot. I don't think.
2: Well, the artist Flaviano is taking a lot of uh, notes from John Romita Jr.
0: On this. Yeah. Film film but also a little bit it feels like what am i like joe Staten maybe remember him what i saw
2: what i see is john ramander jr and a little bit of ian bertram yeah
1: from
0: yeah
3: uh, oh who's the who's the who's the artist that took over wolverine and the x-men with jason aaron from nate bradshaw yeah it's got a little bit Mm -hmm. of bradshaw
2: yeah for sure but um that's not this but see I like it. I like the way it looks. It's very kinetic. It's got a lot it's kinda comic booky, if that's not a dumb thing to say. Um I, I like this art a lot, but um
3: I didn't like the story at all.
2: What's the story? Tell us the story real quick. Thirty um, seconds.
3: Really? Yeah. Oh um I guess it's New Year's and <sighs> Black Widow's dead, so she's trying to thwart. Robots Mm -hmm. and asks for Captain America to come help her, I guess, because they're using a fake Captain America, and he's all like, nah, that shit's got to stop, so they need to see the real Captain America. And... They fight and beat the bad guys. And then she's all like, hey, I got some demons inside me. So I'm going to go. I got red right on my ledge. I got red. Right yeah. Whatever. They <laughs> at, at least don't say that. Yeah. I got some demons inside me and I'm dead. So I have the perfect. This is the perfect opportunity for me to fall off the map and just go like uh, let the monster out. She says that about 72,000 times. And yeah. so she goes to Madripoor and uh, just happens to come across some really, really deplorable, awful um, child abduction slash. Snuff, yeah, it seems like it's all it all happens off panel, but based on everyone's reactions it's it's atrocious yeah. so so really it's like uh half the book is uh non consequential um and the other half of the book is setting up these incredibly awful, awful villains that she could just probably go about murdering. They do make a lot of points that you know cap trying to tell her we don't murder, we don't kill. We're, we're above that, and she fights a little bit, so I'm assuming the whole thrust of this is going to be um, justifying killing right. the bad yeah. guy.
0: See, Or I maybe fear... maybe not. Maybe mm. it's her going to turn them into these authorities and learn a little morality. Yeah, you know, know what? Know. You're probably right. You're maybe. probably right. I don't know. My Which problem line... is – well, oh, sorry, J.D., no, go there. ahead. No, my problem is that she's trying not to be. She's trying not to let anyone know Black Widow's alive, and she's just d- dressed as Black Widow. Like mm-hmm. now is a time for a costume change. Like give her a mask. Like get let her, You know, I don't. I don't know. Just do something. Uh, color her hair differently. <laughs> I uh, don't like know, like
3: superhero her. Just... Yeah, well, probably could. well
0: just, I mean, just do her like make her a Ronin look at look in like Ronin or something, you know, give her a new this could be a good chance to give Black Widow a new costume or maybe have her go back to that gray one with a big spider on it. Remember that? I kind of yeah. like that. one. Yeah,
2: she's literally um, wearing the suit that I think I the first time I read a uh, Black Widow story was in Spider-Man and she's got those big 70s like discs on her hips and stuff. It's yeah, literally yeah. the same costume she's been wearing for decades. And she's like, yeah. I'm dead. And everyone thinks I'm dead. And she, yeah. she's got the same exact haircut, same exact suit. And then, you know, when she goes to get on the plane to Madripoor, she dresses up like Logan when he used to be uh, Patch. And then yeah. he literally just puts an eye patch on. And she's like, ah, the suit. best disguise is about standing out just right. And like, well, I, I don't know. You look, you're very clearly Black Widow.
3: So do you guys yeah. remember um, uh, it was the Avengers Halloween special or? or- that that issue, the Halloween one. It was like uh, an anthology book with I a bunch of like Avengers horror horror yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. So the Sasuke sisters who wrote this did the um Deadpool Captain America Tony Stark one that's like that was like the thing. That was uh-huh. in the Antarctic. Yeah. Yeah. And I at the time was like and I just I I got what they were doing, but I just didn't really dig it it was like a, it was like they wrote out an outline in a list of references to hit and it was mildly cool or or ad- attractive but it had no like i don't know emotion or or um investment like any kind of real emotional investment and that's how this read it was we've got a laundry list of things that we want to do with this character so let's just start ch- uh, you know checking off the boxes in you know outline narrative as opposed to really like an organic story being told. It's not something that you can really quantify. It's just I read it. It was fine. But I just kind of also felt a little whatever about it. You know what it is?
2: I I understand what you're saying and I respect it. You're wrong. No. (laughs) Um, uh, The way I felt about this was very much in the – I'm just going to enjoy this in the same way I enjoy
3: John Wick movies. Uh, Okay. Finish this.
2: I just mean that it's like a big action – set piece. Um, basically, you've got the first half of the issue which is like, here's how Black Widow is when she's around Captain America and he's trying to impart upon her some... Um, not impart. Impart, yeah. Upon her some morality but she's going, no, I got all these reds on my ledgers
1: mm, and I'm
2: going to go kill a bunch of people. So, and who is who is there better to kill than pedophiles who do terrible sure. things on the internet?
3: So you're making a case for the simplicity of it and that's why it's enjoyable. I would just... I would. I would fight against your analogy of John Wick because that actually does have layers to it. it I think it does. Has... It, does it, though? Yeah, it does. You yeah. killed
2: my dog. Killed I'm going to murder everybody. Well, it, it was actually the dog, manifestation
3: was... of his his like one way out of that world, which was her. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's it, though. That's an emotional that's investment. It. That's an emotional investment. I... This has none. Okay. It's a simple emotional like
0: investment, but it works. Yeah. I, I think it works at a, on a on the, the most basics of level, basic mm. levels. Um, so find a better analogy. I, I, they don't have that. Doesn't work here in this this one. There's no. I don't think there's a moment where she does act human. Um, we're given monologue, but we she doesn't really act imperfect or not imperfect, but in like just. I don't know. I know she's a very confident spy, a very confident killer, a very confident hero. She's always very confident and stuff, but I would like to see Black Widow kind of, uh, if we're giving inner monologue, that's where all the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, unconfident stuff happens, I guess, yeah, or, yeah. You, you know, and just where you doubt yourself and you do stuff like that. And I feel like that would be a good place for that. And I think that Wade and, uh, Samney actually captured that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in that first one, I, I get the feeling that I did. I can't cite any specific um, panel or moment that that happened, but I felt much more connected to that character mm. um, than than this one yeah um, i
2: guess I guess what I'm saying is i and this is not uh, a good thing is that I'm bringing with it the thing that they the baggage of Secret Empire, where she was murdered by one of her best friends, Captain America. Mm-hmm. And now she's back in a clone body and she's filled with all of this rage having been murdered and, and she doesn't quite know how to release all of that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's just trying to find a way to release all of that. And so she goes looking for trouble. She's a woman yeah. who is broken and she's trying to find her way back to who she is. And so she goes looking for fights. And I
3: I appreciate what you're saying, and actually, I would I would enjoy that story, but I didn't get that out of this.
2: Really, I, if I, it, I it mean, was, even I get, tells Captain I, America I was murdered. Oh, by you, by the way.
3: I guess I, I subtlety of it was lost on me. Uh-huh. I, I read it, and I like I, I just okay. didn't feel any real connection to it. That's like fine. that would have been an interesting that would have been an interesting angle if they actually did like pivot on it as opposed to it just being a single scene in between two setups. Yeah, like yeah. that whole first half of the issue was. Inconsequential, As was...
2: opposed to what we're gonna to get to in a little bit, which is Jessica Jones.
3: Yeah. There's a yeah. lot
2: of self um doubt in that book and a lot of like trying to figure things out oh, quietly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I see what you're saying.
0: Wouldn't it be better if she was a life model decoy rather than a uh, clone.
2: clone? Well, those are just robots, right? Life model decoys A little decoys bit more fitting
0: aren't well, I, actually I,
2: I, like alive.
0: Yeah. Well, they no, don't know I know they're what you not. mean. But clones are basically the same thing as an LMD, almost. Well, they're um, organic. Yeah, it's like yeah, a, she's
2: she's in a human body.
0: Yeah, not. A robot. I just think if it's Shield and if it's like another body, then it's you know she's always been a part of Shield or mm-hmm. some part of it. Um, I just thought, I I think it would be interesting to see she would be this like experimental LMD with a conscious with a consciousness and mm-hmm. uh, actually her conscious. Like conscience and uh and all. wait wasn't but, wasn't
3: um Dum Dum Dugan uh an LMD that with a conscience? Didn't I'm they sure do he was that with him? Well sure
0: no, he I was mean sure.
3: like that's his current continuity, I'm almost positive. Like after Original really? Sin, it was revealed that he's been an LMD for decades. Well huh, that makes sense maybe. because he didn't he, yeah. he didn't have the Infinity Serum Yeah.
0: No, yeah. Fury but did he's still but he was around. always around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's probably true. Um but I don't know, it just feels like uh, clones are a spider thing, um,
1: <laughs> it,
0: or I guess an X Men thing too, because they, because Mister Sinister does a lot of cloning. Um, but it's just doesn't seem like. Uh, it, I don't know, whatever. Um, but Would that's you, not their fault. That's not this right. These writers' fault. I think that uh, like uh, Jen and Sylvia Saska, they they did that movie American Mary, which yep. is a fantastic. Oh film.
2: my god! Um, yep. They
0: also did. They did. They directed and wrote um, "Dead Hookers in a, in a Trunk," which was cool. And uh, then doing, they did See, "See No Evil 2, which wasn't
3: great, but um, they're doing a, a remake of Rabbit right now, right?
0: They are. They're doing Rabbit, and I think they were also signed on to do "Painkiller Jane." Um, wow! Yeah. Um, so, like, they're they're I mean they're busy. They're they're um, creative filmmakers, and and I I think that. It, 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 we talked about this last week about these like kind of people that are kind of like almost tourists in the comic book industry and they're not uh, – mm. they're not really trying. It's more like a Gerard Way sort of thing and you you roll your eyes at first but um, I think that there's, there's some creativity in like uh, – definitely in Gerard Way and there's creativity in what they're trying to do. I just think that they're still trying to find their voice as far as wow. like um, – yeah. as far as comic book writers – um distancing themselves from the horror stuff that they do. Um,
3: well, I think sh- it, 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 with that in mind too. Maybe it's just an issue like for me personally, maybe it's just a translation of the medium that they haven't yeah. mastered yet. Yeah. For yeah. for my sensibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a it's a personal preference like sometimes when <laughs> filmmakers or screenwriters start doing comics, the first handful of issues are either um quickly paced, slowly paced, overly wordy, not wordy yeah. enough. Yeah. They, don't, they don't rely enough on the art to tell a story or they Shh. extemporarily sure. tell something a little higher. Yeah. Maybe, it's just, maybe yeah. it's just finding the balance. Also, yeah, another thing is,
2: is I saw the cover to this book, which is drawn by Clayton Crane, and I was so turned off by the cover of it. It just didn't make me want to pick it up. Then when I picked it up and started reading it, I was like, I'm actually enjoying this. I'm glad I'm enjoying it.
0: I am a little bit on JD's side, though. That I, I do appreciate that this is just kind of like a straight-up action comic. It's mm-hmm. not like it's not trying to have a message. It's not like too much of a message. It's not like uh, he, she's not fighting, you know, woman hater. You know,
2: yeah. you know,
0: like like in in uh, Captain Marvel last week. Um, it's it's just more like
2: Makismo, I think uh, his name was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just more of like a Whoa. straight-up action stuff, and uh, yeah, you got bad guys that are the worst of the worst with these pedophiles so it's Mm -hmm. like of course like she's justified in killing them but i think that it'll it would be an interesting moral conundrum to have her deal with like all right it's it's justifiable justifiable to kill these guys but is that the right thing to do
2: right
0: anyway
2: i'll be curious i'm definitely gonna read issue two (laughs) i'm curious enough um all right conan the barbarian the Life and Death of Conan, Part 2, The Savage Border, by Jason Aaron and Mahmoud Asrar. Uh, look at this. We're reading another number two. This is the <laughs> second number two issue. Um, and I was saying last time that I was really enjoying the classic old school uh, sort of EC comics feel of the first issue. And um, I think we get a little bit more of that here. Um, and of course, it ends sort of the way I expected it to. Um, he winds up joining the Pikes, Peaks, Peak, Picks, Picks,
0: Picks, yeah. and
2: uh, you know, of course, he hates them. But then they take him in, and eventually, they grow to respect each other. And I, I still enjoyed it, even though I know that's where I was headed. Uh, and these giant snakes, man, brutal, yeah, brutal. Where's, where's, where's it? I'm flipping through that. Yeah. Ah, oh, the first time he shows up, the one of the one of the snakes show up, and the the eating one snakes. of the ghost yeah. snake. Uh, the fang, giant fang right through the thigh and then right through the pectoral muscle. Brutal. Um, but right. yeah, I thought this was really good. I thought it was interesting. And it was just a nice, simple little story that eventually winds its way back to the two little children uh, that we met in the mm. first issue.
3: So I I would like to be the first one to mention we talked about the first issue. Mark, I don't think you, you made it on that episode, but I did say uh. that I, of the two, uh, that story was set up very much like old Old Man Thor where it was or Old King Thor where it was uh, a bridging sequence of like King Thor at the beginning and the end and then this separate story in the middle I was on record of saying that I disliked the story in the middle with young braggadocious Thor because I didn't or sorry Conan because I didn't give a shit about him but I liked the King Conan stuff Uh and I was hoping that to keep me in this series that hoping that second issue would focus more on the King Conan stuff and it didn't at all but I was wrong. This was fucking awesome. Oh, great.
2: <laughs> I wasn't sure how you were going to yeah. end that.
3: This was yeah. so yeah. fun. Yeah. I loved this.
0: Yeah. I absolutely loved this.
3: Nice. I what did you think, else? Mark? Oh, well, first of all, did I you read was... the first issue?
0: I did. I did. And I'm sorry I missed it talking to you guys about it, the first issue. I agree. The first issue was kind of weird at the way it was set up. Um, and, and you realize that Those old man Thor and young man Thor stories, those were originated in the Conan stories, right? It's like, that's, that's, it's like come full circle. But those are like, that's, that's kind of like a, uh, what is it? Arthur Conan, not Arthur Conan Doyle. Who is it? Uh, The creator.
3: Edgar Rice Burroughs.
0: Edgar Rice. Oh, is it? It
3: Howard? Howard? Is it Howard? No, not
0: Edgar Rice Burroughs. What is who's the
3: guy? Robert E. Name? Howard. Robert E. Howard, yeah.
0: Robert E. Howard. It's like that's what some of the, a lot of those stories I think that they they did, and the only reason I know that is just because that's the way a lot of the Conan series in the past have been set up, where he's he's either looking back, it it goes like back and forth and back mm-hmm. and forth um, in time like that, which is kind of cool, um, and it adds a little bit of a layer to a kind of a one dimensional barbarian character that. Um, I mean, really, he doesn't really, he has a personality, but it's, it's very simple. You know, it's just kill what's in front of me, live life as, as much as you can, because there's nothing afterwards. And, uh, um, and it's, it's pretty, that's about it. You know, it's it's, as far as personality goes. Um, this, this book had me, it lost me and then it got me back.
3: Okay. Um, Where did it lose you?
0: Uh, it didn't lose me as far as like I didn't know what I was doing. It was just it bored me. It That's what me I mean. Bored. Like
3: where uh, what yeah. what section was okay, it? The he, gaining he, respect.
0: He fights the um. Ghost snake. No, he he fights the 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 scorpion or not the scorpion. The Ghost snakes. Snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he fights the snakes. He gets bit, I guess, <sighs> and then he w- he wakes up and they have this endless talk between the shaman and Conan.
2: You're not wrong. yeah goes
0: on for four pages, and it's more words than I think <laughs> that most of Conan's stories ever have. <laughs> and it is... I, I, I mean, you could put all those words into probably... Ten issues. Well of to be some fair, it's not
2: really it's not most none of ho, hardly really any of that is talk. Conan. It's mostly a Vagoda <laughs> there talking to him. Um <laughs> it's just monologuing at Conan for you're right, let's see. One, two, five. three, four. And then it's a bunch of Conan led the hunts during the day and one, two, three, four.
0: It's narration five, at that point, yeah.
2: Six. Yeah. yeah. It's another six pages of just yeah. uh, text boxes,
0: and I didn't mind the, the the narration of text boxes because at least there was stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. But for those like four or five pages in between there, it's just him and Conan just walking through the village, looking at each other and talking, you know. And it's it's that was just so boring. But then all of a sudden, you know, it gets to the point where he's he's fighting alongside the picks, and then they. I, I like that story where it's like. It doesn't seem like he's sleeping, he's just working the whole time, he's building this the, the, the defenses for the camp, he's doing all this stuff, and all of a sudden he's starting to gain their respect. And I like that aspect of the story, and that's where they got me back into it. So yeah. it only lost me momentarily, but it's just, I, I just don't like my Conan's to be as wordy as this <laughs> this issue was in places.
2: Also, I just realized he's actually wearing the Pic's uh, face Oh paint, yeah, he's, he's yeah. fully he's assimilated, fully pic, yeah. yeah. Um, And I wasn't sure how this was going to end. Like, I was 90% certain that he, you know, the Abe Vigoda was going to be like, hey, you should join us. And he was going to be like, nah, dog. But there was a part of me that was like, maybe he stays and, like, becomes the king of these guys for a while. Or, or like, yeah. not the king, but at least, you know, the one of their
3: champions. Well, he at least a very little bit regrets his decision to, to go back.
2: Yeah, I like that. There's, there's remorse there. And so this is a little bit more character development that I was anticipating for a book like Conan. Because... While it's so usual for a character arc to happen this way, which is like, I hate these guys, and then I live with them for a while, and then I'm the last samurai, you know. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting Conan to actually learn anything, and then yeah. to actually regret leaving them, where he goes back uh, to civilization, he's like, the wine isn't quite as sweet as I remember, you know. Yeah. It's, it's little things like that without putting too fine a point on it, but there's enough there to go, oh no, he's he's appreciated what he had there and he's he's mourning it a little bit.
3: He can't be a um, rageful barbarian forever because we know he eventually does become a king uh, for all intents and purposes a wise king. So planting those seeds as opposed to telling the same story over and over again is actually something that I appreciate over just you know crushing heads and chopping off snakes
2: yeah i always kind of um really thought and i never really spent too much time in the conan world but he always seemed to me to be one of those characters that's like uh the man with no name the Clint eastwood the the samurai in the Kuros- kurosawa films like of nature. he just shows up he helps out and then he walks out down, down the road <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah
0: he's like the incredible hulk
3: yeah like, well yeah TV that's yeah for the tv show yeah he's he's not unlike john wick where someone <laughs> kills <him. laughs> he goes
2: somewhere someone kills his dog he murders yeah. everybody gets a new dog that mu- dog gets murdered yeah. yeah and then he eventually just becomes king a tale as old as time yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um,
0: and, and then you've got at the end you got these two little brats Shits. that are they're the kids of the evil witch that he slept with last
3: and, last and this is years two. ago from king so these little kids never age yeah which yeah. is yeah, creepy
2: that was a revelation I didn't realize that So yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm glad that we're all enjoying this. This is a bit of a surprise for me. Mm -hmm.
0: So far, so good. It just feels like um, these Conan books they 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 wear out. You know, it's just you know, there's only so much you can do before it just kind of gets a little repetitious and boring. And um, it'll be interesting to see if if Jason Aaron can keep this momentum going from one month to the next. Um, For all intents and
3: purposes, he did it with Thor, and I was not expecting that. That's true. So, That's fingers true. crossed. Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. So, Invaders, number one from Marvel Comics. Um, we had been checking – I don't know. if Actually, I've been reading Avengers. I finally caught up at the behest yeah. of Noel, And um, uh, I finally caught up on the Avengers. And so this ties directly almost into what's happening in um, Avengers with
3: – Yeah. Uh, it, it kind of ramps out of – or it kind of uh, – Folds out of Avengers issue number ten, which I guess was actually issue five hundred or Legacy five hundred. Yeah, that big, um, that big double issue where uh, Namor with his um, undersea.
2: Yeah, his water bad guys. Uh, what the fuck are their names? I
3: don't remember. Uh, they got the Defenders fans. of the Deep. Yes, Defenders, Defenders of the, of the deep. deep. Um, just decide to tell land dwellers to suck it. Yeah, and they just murder people.
2: And, so, and yeah, Rage War. Yeah, and so here we are Invaders number 1 Chip Zarsky, which is an interesting choice of writer. With Carlos Carlos Magno and Butch Geis. great to see Butch back in action.
3: He's doing all the the like, flashbacks.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which are great. Oh, he is. Okay. And then the the ones that aren't the flashbacks not so great. A little less great. A little less great. Not terrible, just less great. Um yeah. so we're having a Namor Namornaissance right now. I wonder
3: why. (laughs) Nemora-sans?
2: Underwater Prince of the Seas. King king of the Seas, I guess you should say. Yeah, I wonder why we're seeing him so much.
3: It's Um, like an an aquatic man that is king. An aquatic man halfling that is also king. Who came
2: first? Was it Aquaman or Namor?
0: Namor. It was was Namor, Namor, right? It was Namor. Namor. Yeah, but then I think he was forgotten for a long time and then Aquaman came along and then arguably still forgotten they brought forgotten. back mm. namor never,
3: arguably still forgotten yeah yeah,
0: yeah. well um, they should get jason momoa to play him in a movie
2: yeah and then everyone will, they'll, they'll make 1 billion dollars
3: or who's the poor man's jason momoa like uh, what's the next version who's of the namor?
2: guy who played conan in the tv show in the 90s <laughs> kevin,
3: kevin sorbo, sorbo. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> just get aging kevin invent sorbo invent time machine yeah. go back in time Get Kevin Sorbo. Bring him forward. Make Namor movie throw him back. <laughs> all right.
2: Done. So, there are throw two him parts back to- like
0: a fish. <laughs> yeah, nice. like a small fish.
2: There are two parts to this story. One I really enjoyed, which was the Invaders part of the story, the the you know, the World War 2 stuff uh, with Cap and and you know, Namor losing an actual friend that he made who's a a, a land dweller and um, all that sort of stuff and the morning he has to do Loved it. Loved it. The stuff drawn by Butch Geis is, is great. The stuff drawn by the other guy uh, is not. I didn't really care that much about it. Not because of the art, just because the story doesn't grab me. Uh, what did you guys think of it?
3: Uh, Mark, um, I thought I liked it. Actually, I liked all of it, but surprisingly so. So yeah. I agree with you that the, the war flashbacks were the best, but how directly they are tying in with what's happening now Mm-hmm. Is nice. This is this is Tommy, his dead friend. What? Yeah, you didn't catch that? This advisor of his Machen, Machen, Machin? It's Tom it's Tommy, the, the the friend that he lost in the war. And they they subtly tell you through dialogue, but then at the very last like the very last page and last panel, he keeps talking about how wars wouldn't wars be great if no one ever died or the sea always brings back and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And then we get the actual body of Tommy and his dog tags and it's Machin Tommy <laughs> Machin Yeah I didn't get that So they, and and then they make brief reference to um uh having the greatest the largest army and stuff I think that Namor has been all this time kind of figuring out his own past and then also digging it up and bringing it back
2: So wait how is that literally Machin how is how is Tommy not, his, it, No his not. name is Thomas Machin
0: yeah, no, it is, but Machin is not. He doesn't exist. It says it shows up there. It says who is he talking to? So he's talking.
3: Holy
0: he shit! He is. He's oh, yeah. like Tommy Machin is not there. Something's wrong with Namor. Oh my Namor god! Is I just love this book. Now. Nuts. Yeah, Namor he... is just nuts. Yeah, um, he's he's that's his like delegate. His his friend, his, his Bucky, I guess. But, yeah. um, he's in his mind, he's kind of recreated him as a merman. Um, Aren't you who, Chip oh wrote yeah.
3: this name? Oh
2: my God. I'm sorry. Did, did, did you get that Mark? You got that from the, yeah. from the, from jump.
0: I, no, know what I got oh. it from at the end when it, I didn't get it until the end. And I had to go back, but I, uh, I got it that he was, he was nuts. He was, and the guy he was talking to in the ship actually wasn't there.
2: Oh, see, what I thought, the way I read this was, uh, he's talking to Machin there, and then it flashes back to him and his dead friend on the on the beaches of, I guess, Normandy there, and then the two guys are down below, and they're looking up at Namor. Oh, who is he talking to? The king is mad, Karis. The king is mad. So what I thought was, he was doing an Aquaman, and he's talking, because he's surrounded by all of this sea life, and they all seem to be centered around him. So I thought he was talking literally to the fish and they didn't know that he was able to do that so they were like oh he must be crazy well
3: he does exhibit a new power and we don't know how he did it yet I do I do think that there's something going on with him digging up or reintroducing the past in a weird way because also too we have this whole subplot of he Knew at least a little bit about, or something did happen in those years where he was an amnesiac, yeah, you know, roaming the land. There's a lot of really cool seeds that are planted shit, in this, shit. yeah. So I mean, it's a surprisingly at- cool book
0: they look at that picture and professor X is in that picture and they're like, what's going on there. So there's a lot of more mystery to kind of uncover here. Um, But yeah, but I think you're mistaking like Aquaman's power with Namor's power. I don't think he ever really talked to the fishes like Aquaman does. I think Namor's Namor just more like he controls them with like, like he controlled the kraken with that horn a lot, and mm. and did stuff like that. But he never—I don't think he ever had telepathic abilities like Aquaman did.
2: Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I was yeah. thinking he was starting to exhibit it, and he's up there talking to the fish, and they're oh, doing, okay. they're thinking he's crazy because now he can talk to fish. But so again, that, that was my misreading. How of did he oh, move okay. water
3: like Moses? So these are yeah. all like really cool questions, and I like yeah. the idea that all the original invaders are like, "Nah, this is Invader's business. We're gonna go talk to him." maybe he's a little crazy, you
2: know? Oh man, I have a bigger appreciation for this issue now. Yeah, it's great.
3: It's subtle.
0: It's a really nicely constructed issue. And I agree. Um, the, the, I think that had this issue been done, uh, by one of these artists, I think we wouldn't have one of these artists, uh, altering his style from, from the past to the future, to the future. I think we would have had less of a problem with it, but I think that these two styles of art don't, they don't matter.
2: No, man, yeah. it's very jarring.
0: Yeah, um, I I like the artwork in the uh, underground present stuff or underwater present stuff, but at the same time, uh, I do like the other one a lot better. Um, I'm just much more of a fan of Butch Geist. Yeah, of uh, course. Um, but I don't see any problem with this other other than the fact that I think that um, it needs to have a little bit more shading. Uh, it feels like there's an awful lot of line work, but not too much yeah. as far as darks. It just seems like a lot of lines. It's doing that, a lot.
2: Of, it's doing um, a heavy Steve McNiven style.
0: Yeah, especially when you have all of that beautiful shading in um, in the other artwork. You yeah, know, Jackson in Geist, Geist, man, stuff. he's great. Oh, Jackson Geist. Sorry, oh, no, no, it's,
2: no. He's list- I'm sorry. He's listed here as Butch. But, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know why yeah. I called him Jackson.
0: Yeah, but this is um I I've always liked the Invaders, but I don't know a lot about them other than the fact like specific stories, but I kind of I I'm interested in this group. Um it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with this forward because this is not a typical team book. It's more of like one of our team is is Sick or hurt, yeah. so the rest the rest of us have to go to his rescue. We have to of.
2: take care of our own.
3: I yeah. I love the idea that somebody somebody like Chip Zdarsky is writing this because he is he's the kind of writer that appreciates um, stereotype form uh, cliche, but also knows how to use it against you. Hmm. So yeah. I I almost hope have you have you guys watched or caught up on the the Good Place. No. You don't really have to. It's just, it's the kind of show that as soon as it gets into a groove, it throws a curveball, yes. and then you've got another thing going. Yeah, and then I noticed that in goes. the first two seasons. It it, yeah. it, it escalates, and I, f- I hope that this is the kind of show that escalates. So now we're talking about how it seems like it's very singularly premised. Um, you know, how is this going to be an ongoing or a team book? I'm hoping that it turns into something like that where he's just going to keep kind of escalating the odds or yeah. – or stakes, and it moves on to the next thing. So, like, this book, if it lasts, will be completely different 12 issues from now, Yeah, which would be really, really cool.
2: I mean, it already feels different from his Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man stuff and yeah. his um, Sex Criminals. Well, he's a, he's the artist on Sex Criminals. But...
3: I didn't think of their co-writing.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, this is, wow, thanks, guys. I actually appreciate this <laughs> much more after talking to you about it. Yeah.
0: It'll be interesting to see what happens. So I'd like to read issue two of this, like, yeah. when it comes out. Um and I want to go back and read those best defense uh stories that they I sort of, read any of put those. together yeah, the defenders. No, yeah, and I don't that, those were all by Zdarsky too and Wait, I don't no, know I,
3: if it's I think, connected I think Zdarsky only did like two of
0: them Oh really? Okay. Yeah, he, only, th- he did the
3: name more right? one and he might yeah. have like contributed or co-wrote the the last one where they all kind of got together. Uh, but I'm okay. almost positive like Jerry Duggan did one and maybe Al Ewing did one.
0: Uh okay. Yeah, they yeah. they all well, yeah. Yeah. It makes me respect Zarsky as a, as kind of like a, um, like a, I always thought of him as kind of like a playful character, a playful art, or like a comical kind yeah, of boy, writer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, didn't he do like Howard the Duck? Wasn't yeah. yeah that one yeah, of his yeah, first yeah, yeah. ones that he did. And uh, yeah, stuff like that. So it's interesting seeing him do a more serious stuff. So yeah, very cool.
2: Uh, all right. Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter, digital original number one by, was that Kelly Thompson? Mm hmm. Kelly Thompson and art by Mattia de Iulis. Iulis. I like Jessica Jones and I haven't read Jessica Jones in a while, but she's a character that I'm very fond of ever since she was created by Brian Michael Bendis. And I really love her TV show. And um, I like her comics more than I like her television show. And this is great. Uh, Now, to be fair, I only read the first chapter. I didn't realize that this was going to be two chapters Um, But I love that she's, like, best friends with Captain Marvel. Uh, I love what's happening with her daughter and Luke Cage and the family problems that she's having, and she immediately goes back to the bottle. Um, I did not read the previous digital version, which came out as a trade paperback only. Did you guys read that?
3: No. No. Apparently, they threw the Purple Man into the sun. Oh, wait. No. That happened... Didn't that happen in in Bendis' one? Was it? Yeah, so he... He killed or he was dying, went out and died peacefully, and it happened off panel. I think Carol was like she disposed the body and told her like you she told her after the fact like yeah, you I know, threw him, I the threw him into the sun and yeah. it was kind of like a half joke, but it 's just like no, 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 that's what she did. yeah, so
2: um basically what 's happening here is that her daughter is purple now, and so she 's trying to deal with the implications of that, why she 's purple um. If that means the Purple Man is actually still dead, I remember there were a bunch of Purple Children in previous stories. They did that, yeah. Yeah, so um, and
0: they're in that. They're in this issue.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. they show up at the very, very end
0: of, or, chapter, of, of one. chapter one. Yeah.
2: And the art is gorgeous. This is very David Marquez.
3: Yeah, it's um, beautiful. Yeah, I, I love how he deals with backgrounds. Like it's it's a lot of out of focus and in focus, and he mm-hmm. plays with it like to to oh, yeah. to, to bring your attention. Yeah. It's just it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice.
0: I loved it. I, I mean, and I'm not a, the biggest uh, Alias fan, um, but I mean, I, I do like Jessica Jones. I think that she's a, a probably the best female character in the Marvel Universe. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I, I don't, I don't mind the series. I think it, I've, I haven't gotten through the first the first season yet, so I'm not really uh, mm-hmm. an expert on on the TV series, but. Um, just this issue. I mean, again, it's like I've heard of Kelly Thompson quite a bit, um, but I've never read anything that really blew my socks off that she's done. Oh, Although I, I don't know up. what else. Yeah, what else has she
3: done? We we started this conversation before we got online because we were he was reading it and I was like, "It's fantastic, isn't it?" And yeah. I mentioned that I was quite surprised because I haven't really enjoyed. I, like I haven't hated, but I haven't really enjoyed all that much that Kelly Thompson has written. That you know, mm-hmm. like. Big stuff that I've heard of um she's done Captain Marvel and, and the Carol Corps that four issue limited series she did a force oh I liked a force a lot uh, uh the Star Wars annual the fifth volume of Hawkeye so she took over Hawkeye when it was a two team book or it was a it was a two hander book it was Kate and I oh, was that her for too? a while um some Star Wars work, Rogan Gambit, Mister oh, and, Mrs. and X, Mrs X. I have a bunch of customers who love that. West Coast Avengers, all oh, books okay. that I tried, but I was like, all right.
2: Oh, I liked West Coast Avengers number one.
3: I didn't.
0: Mister really and realize. Mrs X, I liked um, out of uh, more most of out of any of those. But um, yeah, hmm. I, I mean, this conundrum that they put. This through, um, even the fact that Carol is doubting whether she actually threw him in the sun or not, or if that was just another manifestation of the Purple Man's powers, it's just kind of, it's just kind of cool the way the Purple Man has become this like guy that is totally fucked with everybody mm-hmm. about like what their reality really is in a very horror movie way rather yeah. than a super, superhero way. I, I love that, um, and just the just the fact that it, there's implications that um, her baby is not Luke Cage's that it's. It's uh, it's the purple man's. That's just creepy as fuck. And then you have uh, I, I love Purple Girl. I've always loved that character ever since she was in Alpha Flight way back when. Um, oh, Kara
2: Kilgrave. She's <laughs> been around for a
1: while.
0: Oh yeah, she was in oh. uh, she was in some of the later issues of uh, she was in Gamma Flight, and then it was kind of they followed her path from Gamma Flight all the way up to Alpha Flight through the through the years. So she was to a yeah, well, she was, but but uh, as a mind controller goes, you know, there there's a fine line between being a hero and and a villain. Because you know? I didn't
2: realize <laughs> I didn't, I never heard of her before. Uh, but Jessica Jones almost murders the shit out of her in this issue.
0: Throws her in the water. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's great, and that's kind of like an unbreakable sort of reference. Maybe I don't know. I didn't know that she had a weakness to water, but that's yeah. kind of interesting. Um, the movie, or, or I'm sorry, in the book the. The second issue is just more of the same. I, I mean, I cannot wait until I can read uh, the the rest of this series. I'm, I mean, this is my favorite, probably between this and Invaders, my favorite two books of the week. Yeah,
3: it's really uh, solid. I'm I'm actually like so this this is a digital first issue, or, or like it's a dis- it's a digital first series, right? Yeah. yeah. I I almost feel like it's a disservice. They could this is so good. It should yeah. they could they should have relaunched it as as a, a printed. Yeah. Well, I
2: kind of I like what they're doing here because uh, I don't mind digital comics so much. Uh, I don't generally like to read them as much as I like to read regular comics. But for things like this, I like that they're doing the original, um, digital originals, and then they just print it as a graphic novel. Yeah. They did that with Lou Case, They did it with Iron Fist, the previous Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. There's just like a nice little Who small...
3: else has written Jessica Jones? It's just been Thompson and, and Bendis now, right? I think so. She's, yeah. she's doing –
0: she's doing fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i kind of want to go good. back and read her previous series with this just because of how well she handles this this story in this yeah, one Me
1: um, too.
0: uh it'll be interesting to see where they go forward here because they they do bring in the purple kids in the, in the second issue um there's another kind of uh twist uh where she goes to this uh killgrave support group mm-hmm. where it's other victims of uh killgrave stuff and uh she kind of uses her investigation skills, to kind of. I don't uh, want to spoil it for you. Yeah, but it's really, really good.
3: There, yeah, I, I really do like that last panel of, uh, what? Like, oh, nice. who's <laughs> controlling anything? Or yeah, yeah, no, it, this is, this is solid comic booking. Yeah. it's like it's a it's a perfect marriage of art and mystery, and it's awesome. It's just awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah, I was. I'm very happy to be enjoying
0: this. Yeah. And it's it's nice that it's not the 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 two comic books that I love this week are not writers that we've reviewed or read a ton of stuff from. It's mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. to see new voices and actually new voices with a lot of talent that can actually like really grip you and and do uh, uh, some really cool stuff with comics. So I'm I'm glad to hear like like voices like Zdarsky and, and Thompson. I, like us, us all, all agreeing wholeheartedly on on like these yeah. guys.
3: Yeah, for all intents and purposes, I think the only static we had between us was was how much we enjoyed or didn't enjoy Black Widow. It was a, it was a pretty damn solid week of comics. No, oh, for sure. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. You
2: know, I'm reminded um, when people online complain about like, oh, I don't read comics anymore. Um, uh, everything's the same, blah blah blah. And I, my my response to that is always, yeah, there are maybe peaks and valleys with how well you enjoy things. But I think there's always something good to f- be found. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like saying I just don't enjoy television anymore. Like, you know, that's not yeah,
3: but, that yeah, but yeah, but if you continue talking with that person, they're going to tell you the three shows that they do watch because mm-hmm. that's all that's left, or that's all that's still good. I'm mm-hmm. Like, you still watch television? Yeah. Shut up. But,
2: no I, I agree though it was a real good real good week I'm glad we got to review these and mark you're out of time right
0: getting there yeah, yeah. Getting all right. but, but we made it through all the books so we that's did good. it we did Yay. all right
2: thank you so much for joining us you can um, tweet at me at JD's hero complex on Twitter you can uh, if you want to help out the show, you could um, uh, do the Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. You can find Noel at Mister Bartocci, B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I on Twitter.
0: And Twitter.
2: And uh, Mark, where can they find you?
0: Uh, I'm at MLMillerWrites. I'm at Mark underscore L underscore Miller. And also at Comic-Con this Friday, mm-hmm. I'll be reviewing another batch of, of horror movies. comic uh, com comiccon dot com yes um and uh it's uh it's c o m i c o n dot com it's not comic con so oh, it's, it's comic yeah. yeah so um but yeah if you if you go to m l miller rights, there are links that are gonna be uh shooting you back to comic con so it it's it'll be uh it's all sort of there if you follow me on Twits and stuff like that too nice. so and also sorry pink I didn't mean to be to uh be too harsh <laughs> <laughs> you just I've came just back. It...
2: Don't scare her off already. I
0: know, exactly. And also it's like I got a two hundred and fifty dollar ticket today, so I'm kind of in a pisser. <laughs> anyway, I
2: appreciate so. that. Um all right guys, thank you so much for joining us, and you we you, you we will talk at you later. Alright. This this is a heavy a heavy drink.
3: <laughs> I it's not even <laughs> one I provided tonight. No,
2: this is Flying Dog <laughs> Bloodline.
3: Ooh. Oh,
2: that's the other thing. Uh I guest starred on another podcast um what is it it was like book record beer book period record period beer we talked about um jeff lemire's trillium as well as a, a sort of synth wave album and uh this this we reviewed this flying dog beer so go check that out and uh fuck it we're done toodles uh.
1: thanks so much for
3: listening to spoiler alert Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal HorrorCast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in
1: Nanyonk, PA.
2: It's on, my, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it. You know, um, since we're not getting getting to do the show just yet, uh, I'll continue on our diatribe about um, movies. I, uh, or digression, I should say. Um, I, mean, I it could saw... Be
3: both. Escape Room. Escape. You saw Escape Room.
2: Escape Room. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, it was fine. Did you want to escape from it?
2: No, it wasn't With that bad. No, no, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't uh, was Karen Page
0: is in it. Oh I no!
2: I have such a crush Wait, on her. Is that Karen
3: Page or was yeah. that?
2: That's um, Karen Page. Ann Wall. What is her first name?
3: Uh, Something Anne Woll. Debra? Debra Ann Wall.
0: Deborah. Deborah Ann Wall. Deborah Ann Wall.
3: Yeah. I, guess I thought it was um and the girl I from another s- actress. I True saw
0: book. her. I, I saw her at um, at Comic Con once, and she was absolutely stunning, she and was... also about a foot taller than I. Oh so, gosh!
1: She uh... is just
2: such a such a delight.